Thank you for hanging out with me on the podcast today, man. I really appreciate it. I, like so many of you, am coming to you from a space of quarantine, right? During the middle of this coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, and um, coming to you from the underground, aka my basement. But it's a it's kind of a little corner, right? It's kind of a little space uh, down in the basement. That's um, it's really cool. There's stage lights and all kinds of really cool paraphernalia from the past, from metal bands and uh, spiritual things, and so it's a really cool space that I'm coming to you from. Um, but it's interesting because most of us are isolated from the kind of lives that we lived, you know, prior to this. And for so many of us, it's kind of frustrating and unsettling, unnerving, maybe is a good word for it. But hopefully during this time, and I'm not trying to put a positive spin on a negative situation, not in any way, but um, hopefully during this time, you've been able to capitalize on the opportunity to read those books that you never read or study those topics that you never really had time to study or a space to really create uh, something that you've wanted to, you know, kind of bring forth. And I think that this is a really great opportunity because we're, we're kind of isolated, um, quarantine, not only from one another, but also from the things that so often distract us from creating the kind of, I'll call it art, um, that really is deep within us. And so I think this is a real opportunity for so many of us to bring something new into animation, into physical. And so I would encourage you to do that. Now, once again, man, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be Mr. Positive (laughs) because that's not necessarily who it is that I am, but I do think that we have a unique opportunity. You know, we're living in historic Times And I want you to think about that for just a moment. You know, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, this will be in the history books. And you and I will have lived during um, very historic, very unprecedented times. And so what can come from this is um, really a kind of art that is really only capable of of being birthed during such a time as this. So hopefully you've had the opportunity to really capitalize upon this moment. I do have something that I want to kind of talk with you about um, similar along those lines, really. You know, um, I read an interesting quote Um, and it is an ancient wisdom and it comes from the Tao Te Ching. And if you're not familiar with the Tao Te Ching, which is spelled T-A-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-G, that's really three words. Um, it's a text that probably dates back to like the fourth century written by an individual that we think is named Lao Tzu. And it's an amazing text and you can 
Man, you can get it for free online. There's about a dozen apps uh, for free on iPhone and Android. So it's very accessible, and there's several different translations of it. And I love the Dow Daily app because it pops up uh, a verse each day at a time of your choosing. Um, and it's really cool. So, so this chapter popped up um, a day or so ago, and it really, I think, resonated with me in the space you know, my headspace, my emotional well-being space, all that kind of stuff. And this popped up on the Dow Daily app, and I thought it was very fitting, and I wanted to share it with you guys. And so this is how the Tao Te Ching, it's chapter 50, reads, The master gives himself up to whatever the moment brings. He knows that he's going to die, and he has nothing to hold on to. There's no illusions in his mind. There's no resistances in his body. He doesn't even think about his actions. They flow from the core of his being. He holds nothing back from life. And this is why he's ready for death, as a man is ready for sleep after a good day's work. Now, I read this a day or so ago. It it popped up on the app, and it really reverberated with me. Uh, it, it, it struck me because I had allowed so much of the unknown around me, right? The COVID-19 coronavirus thing to creep into my inner being. Maybe some of you know what I'm talking about. There's so much news accessible to us from so many different sources. Um, I know on my own phone, I have an iPhone and I don't know, man, I've got probably six different news apps and it's constantly just making me aware of a variety of different, you know, occurrences or, or opinions. And I had allowed so much of that to kind of creep into my inner being. The most sacred part of me was infected with the fear of what could be. And um, it's not to deny the fact that there's a real problem out there, but it was it was kind of moving into a sacred space among other things one of the problems i was having was i was holding back from life my mind was not occupied on the now the eternal present it was occupied on what is not but could be right <laughs> So let me say that again. My mind was occupied on what is not, but could be. So I was missing what was real for something that wasn't real. In other words, my mind was focused on trying not to get sick, my, which is fine. But my mind was focused on what happens if I get sick. My mind was focused on the fear of catching this. My mind was focused on the fear of my family catching this. And and it's good to be cautious, but sometimes we can get really caught up and held captive by what's not, but could be the what ifs of life. So I was missing what was real for something that wasn't real. I was worried about something that had not occurred yet. 
And that's not to say that concern, care, and even occasional anxiety aren't a normal part of the process in unprecedented times such as these, but they can become consuming. Um, anxiety, fear, unrest can quickly become the platform from which we live and experience life. And I was really in that place. I was feeling that unrest and that anxiety. Uh, and suddenly my phone went off and this passage from the Tao came up. And as I read it, I, I knew God was reminding um, me that I had lost contact with my center with the divine essence deep within me, I was identifying too vividly with animation, with viruses, with bad news, with social drama. That isn't to say that there isn't reason for concern. I don't want to be misconstrued, but we can lose ourselves to the drama. We can lose ourselves to fear and even to the physical, which is amazing, but it's certainly not the sum total of whom it is that we are. Not even is it the most important part of who we are, this animation, this physical. Our emotions and the well-being of them in a time like this, uh, I think is actually really important. And I think that it is a part of us that gets neglected for what we wrongly perceive to be greater priorities. Now, I want to repeat that just for a moment. Our emotions and the well-being of, of ourselves in a time like this is really important. And I think that it's a part of us that gets neglected for what we wrongly perceive to be greater priorities. Work, accumulation of information, chores, physical things. But your emotional well-being is really critical. Where is your headspace? right now. You know, I think a lot of us are consumed with fear. A lot of us are consumed with anxiety. A lot of us are consumed with worry. And none of those things, I'm not even saying that they're not worthy of being present because these are unprecedented, um, unknown, and, and we don't even know what's next. It, it, it's, it's beyond predictability. And for so many of us out here, you and I, there, there's some that haven't worked in, in a month, a month and a half. They don't know where the money's going to come from. They don't know when their check is going to show up. You know, there's a lot of unknowns and that creates anxiety. And so not in any way saying that having anxiety or having frustration or concern or care or worry, I'm not saying that those things are negatives. They're not negatives. Um, but they can become too consuming they can become our identity, and that's a problem. Um, Norman Cousins was an author who wrote several books. One um, was called The Anatomy of an Illness. And Cousins presented evidence and conjecture that the emotions of a patient uh, could have a profound impact on his or hers um, recovery. And, and well-being, human emotions, cousin long believed, were the key to a human being's success in fighting illness. In fact, Cousins is quoted as saying, nothing is more essential to the treatment of a serious illness, of a serious disease, 
than liberating the patient from panic and foreboding. And so this idea, of course, isn't to be careless or unconcerned, but to realize that our physical is deeply affected by the non-physical, emotion, um, uh, psychological, spiritual well-being has a profound effect on the physical well-being. And so the Tao expresses that when it says the master gives himself up to whatever the moment brings. And so the master in this case um, is very much in tune with the present as opposed to the what-ifs, right? To live in the moment, to experience it and deal with it in the now, not to run from life and its struggles, not to hide from them or to worry about them or to wish them some other way, but instead to be present. Certainly none of us want things to be as they are. None of us are content with things as they are, but, but this is as they are. And a lot of us, I think, are missing life, even doing damage to our physical well-being through the intense, perhaps, um, over-infatuation with anxiety, depression, and fear. And it has a profound impact on the physical. How many of you who are in quarantine have felt maybe more tired than you ever were or, or uh, less energy? Maybe you're not sleeping well. I know that I've experienced some of those. I am experiencing some of those. You know, typically my morning um, looks like waking up at 445 uh, I read, I meditate, I work out, I have a whole routine. And since this is, this pandemic has really kicked into gear, I have really struggled with being able to get up and, and having the energy to do those things. I'm just completely exhausted. And I think that a lot of that comes from the energy expelled on anxiety and depression and fear um, and oftentimes worrying about things that are not really yet even an issue. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse 34, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So that's Matthew 6 and 34 and what Jesus is saying is what you really need to be focused on is what is God doing right now, right this moment. Perhaps those of you listening, um, right this moment, you know, there's a connection between your brain and the words being spoken in this podcast. Maybe you're sitting in a car, or maybe you're mowing your lawn. I listen to a ton of podcasts when I mow the lawn. And maybe you're hanging out, you know, before you go to sleep or drift off or whatever the case may be. But right now is life. Right now is reality. And what Jesus is saying is, um, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. How is God speaking through these words? How is God speaking through this philosophical view? Be in tune with it. Catch it. Hear it. And don't run from life. Much like the Taoist said, don't run from life and its struggles. 
Don't try to hide from them because they're real. They're here. And don't wish them to be different some other way because this is the way that they are. And don't think about what's going to happen tomorrow. God will be present in the moment tomorrow. I know for my own self, I I do miss a lot of living. So much of my existence has been with my mind in the past or in the perceivable future instead of who I really am, which is the now. Because life only exists in one moment, and it's this moment. Uh, The Bible actually talks about this in the book of James. It's James chapter 4, and the writer says, Look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It is here a little while, and then it's gone. And what the author is trying to say there, what the writer of the book of James is trying to say there, is we make so many plans and we have so many ideas about the future. And none of us can know what that, what the future possibly looks like, especially in times such as these. And we make all these plans and we have all these ideas. We have all these imaginations about what the future is and why we do that or while we do that, we miss what is really life. This breath, the feeling of this moment, the senses surrounding us in the now. How often do we miss the the air that is around us? How often do we miss the sounds that surround us? How often do we miss, you know, the moment, the sensations, the feelings, the even the metaphysical sensations that might um, be calling for our attention in the moment? A lot of us miss that. We don't pay attention to life. It's pretty easy to see those of a I guess what we might call a spiritual elevation. They don't live in the past and they don't live in the imaginatory future. Um, Think about that. How much time do you spend in your imagination? How many of you have had conversations with a past argument, right? Oh, I should have said this. I should have done that. Um, you know, really, it's 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 in the land of make-believe. You might as well uh, imagine yourself riding on a unicorn, right? At least it's more interesting than replaying an argument. Yeah, man, that's that's what you should do. The next time you have a thought about the future that is imperceivable, the next time you have replay thoughts from the past, which are also unchangeable, they're gone, they don't exist anymore, just think, you know what, I, I my time would be better spent. Um, imagining myself riding on a magic unicorn <laughs> because it's really what it is, man. It's, it's the land of make-believe and many, many experts, um, make moves based on the foreseeable events of the future. But even those experts know the moves that they are, uh, that they make are preparation. They're not reality because the future is not the now. And so understand that preparing is is wisdom preparing for what appears to be a likely turn of events absolutely wisdom it's the intelligent thing to do the old adage those who 
fail to plan can plan to fail. However, being emotionally invested, all wrapped up in, and living in that which is still a best guess, a prediction, um, that is living life in the imaginarium. Somewhat similar to waiting for, you know, one of those seven dwarfs to make a house call or whatever, right? It, it, it's all imagination. So the Tao goes on to say uh, about the master, he knows that he's going to die and he has nothing left to hold on to. No illusions in his mind, no resistance in his in his body. And so what the Tao is saying is that the man or woman who is centered, um, they know that someday, any day, even any moment, just like all of us, I mean, death is an inescapable reality. This mortal existence, it's not permanent. It's temporal. It's fragile. So the attachment to it in a sentimental way, uh, or in the words of Lao Tzu, would be foolish. Stephen Batchelor um, has a small segment about this really in his book it's it, the book is called buddhism without beliefs uh, and it was written in 1997 but the segment rings true in this hour and this is what stephen bachelor says the body is fragile it's just flesh listen to your heartbeat life depends on the pumping of a muscle and anything can happen each time I cross the road, set out on a journey, descend a flight of stairs, my life is at risk. No matter how cautious I am, I cannot foresee the absent-mindedness of a man in an approaching car, the collapse of a bridge, the shift of a fault line, the course of the stray bullet, or the destination of a virus. Life is accident-prone. And so what Stephen Batchelor is saying is that there, there's plenty of things to worry about. There's plenty of reasons to be concerned. Life is full of hazards. But the master holds nothing back. It lives life to the absolute full. Um, I think that for a lot of us, maybe we're not in that space right now. We're not experiencing life in fullness. We're waiting for this virus to go away. We're waiting for, you know, the quarantine to be lifted. We're waiting for all kinds of things to really live. And I, I know we're isolated from so many of the things that we really love. And I, I, I completely understand that. But life is present. Life is right now. Um, John chapter 7, uh, verse 38, 39, maybe 40 says, whoever believes in me, and this is Jesus talking, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the spirit had not been given because Jesus was not uh, yet glorified. 
So it would appear what Jesus is talking about is that the divine is deep within us. It's moving, it's flowing um, in and through us and all around us. And so for so many of us, we're disconnected from what is really happening within us. We're completely connected. We have a we have a solid relationship with everything external to us, the virus, the the quarantine, what the president is saying, you know, what his detractors are saying, what this news organization is saying, what what this one is saying. You know, there's all these conflicting reports that are constantly being hurled our way and we have a very deep relationship with so many of those. Um, the problem with that is for so many of us, we begin to identify with, I think the fear and the anxiety that surrounds us, you know, for me, I know, um, the divine is within me. I sense it at times. I melt and dissolve completely into it at times. And then at other times, I'm, I'm extremely ego focused. So concentrated on the things of this world. And, um, that's where the pain and suffering is. The identification, um, with this world, the identification that I am this physical being instead of what I truly am. You know, there's been a lot of people that this quote has been attributed to, so I'm not really sure who actually said it. Uh, hopefully I don't butcher it too much, but I think it's we are not humans having a spiritual experience, but we are spirits having a human experience. But so many of us, we really identify with the physical, don't we? That's, that is who we are. I am this animation. My existence is this quarantine. My life is limited to life and death. And so when we identify too deeply with the world, the physical that surrounds us, it's easy to experience anxiety and anguish, sorrow and depression. That's where they all come from, that identification with the world around us. But when we identify with what it is that I really believe and perceive that we truly are, which is spirit, um, the divine deep within us, when that becomes our true identity, so many of the fears and the anxieties and the worries of this world, they're just not applicable. God is what peace, um, love, mercy, and grace is really all about not the not the way that we see them in this world but as the eternal unchanging deep resonances that are alive within us um Isaiah 23 and 6 is is a, is a verse that I've always really resonated deeply with and it's always brought me back to center and the verse says you will keep him um, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or focused upon the Lord. And I've always really I've always really liked that verse because I think that is where peace comes from. When we know my truest self is connected to the divine. 
the true who it is that I am really is in the presence of God, not here on this earth. I'm not in any way suggesting that we give up on life or, or that we don't enjoy it. In fact, I, you know, just the contrary to that earlier, I think that we should hold nothing back from this life. I think that we should live it absolutely to the fullest and whatever it is that is presented to us, as the Tao Te Ching says, you know, um, presents, he lives life with whatever is presented, right? I think that we should do that and live it to the full, but also realize that we are spirit having a human experience, that our true identity you know, it's in the bosom, it's in the heart, it's in the essence of all that God is. And and this is why the prophet Isaiah says, you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. What the prophet is saying here, or the prophet is saying is, those who keep their mind on the divine, they stay in peace. They identify with the ethereal, they identify with the eternal, they identify with the Christ within with their divine self, with their connection to God. Their identity isn't with bills or titles or accolades or coronavirus or sickness or accomplishments. Instead, their peace is found on identifying with the ethereal, with God, uh, that deep inward persona that I really believe is truly who we are to expand our experience with the divine who abides within, to put away theology, to put away deconstruction, to put away book learning, to put away news reports, to put away all of, you know, all of these things. Not that those are bad, but we need to hold nothing back from life. And part of that is pausing the physical to experience the ethereal, to experience the divine, to abide in silence, to listen and to hear the voice of God, the camaraderie of angels, uh, the gnosis, uh, the gnosis of, of uh, uh, resonating and enfolding in our spirit and our mind to hold a place of silence. St. Isaac said, and listen to this because I think it's really profound. St. Isaac of Syria said, uh, the stairway that leads to heaven is found within. Uh, the Apostle Paul said something similar to that uh, in 1 Corinthians when he said, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in in you. There is life within us. There is divinity within us. We're surrounded by the angels that God has given charge concerning us. We're filled with the Spirit of God. We are the very temple of God. And so many of us, our focus is external. And listen, um, we do have to engage with the external. We do have to engage with the physical. So I'm not in any way saying or, or suggesting some form of escapism. But I think what I'm 
propagating here is that we keep a very healthy balance between the two realities, the physical and the metaphysical, the spirit and the earth. I think that for so many of us, we've become a little lopsided on the physical side. I completely understand that it's very easy to do in times such as these when we're surrounded by so much external stimuli. And we do, you know, we've got to be, we've got to be informed. We have to be cautious and we have to know, hey, I'm a physical being in a physical world where there are viruses and bad guys and uh, all that kind of crap. We do have to tend to that. But there is a reality that's just as real, for lack of of a better word, just as important, just as dynamic, if not more so, And that is the spirit realm, the metaphysical portion of us. The exploding of divinity, the stairway to heaven that is deep within us. First John, um, to give it more biblical context, first John two says, you have received the Holy spirit and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true for the spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. How many of us are experiencing those encounters with, you know, divinity speaking to us, teaching us, expanding us, evolving us? These are unique times when we are faced with really unique opportunities the opportunity to dive deep within. You know, um, the esoteric Christian veins really believed that within us was a universe all its own that needed to be explored, that needed, it was a frontier that needed to be really surveyed and examined and we need to explore what what it was that was deep within us we need to discover the divine that was deep within us and what it was that we were created to do here and and why we came here and how god was connected to us and really to experience the presence of god deep within us to experience the voice of god deep within us to experience the camaraderie of the angels that god had given charge concerning us and the esoterics really believed that that was every bit as important as the world external to us there was a balance present and i think for a lot of us we've lost that balance We're so wrapped up in what's happening on the outside of us that we don't silence the world just for a moment to really experience what's happening deep within us. The revolution that is rising deep within us that so many of us are missing out on. You know, what I don't want to do is act like what's happening around us doesn't matter or that in some way we should anesthetize ourselves from 
I, I guess the occurrences and the difficulties and the information that's being presented, I think that that would be foolish to do so. But what I am saying is that for so many of us, we're neglecting perhaps the most important part uh, of us. That which is eternal. That which will go on when this body no longer exists, when this persona no longer exists, when the, insert your name here, (laughs) uh, no longer walks upon the earth, there's a portion of us that goes on. And most of us aren't connected with it at all. This is a great time to not reconnect because you are connected to that deep part of who you are but to solidify it to embolden it to wake it up and to have a real spiritual revolution and evolution during what is a very interesting time on this planet so that's it, man. That's all I've really got to say to you. I, I, hopefully, it's kind of a blessing for you. You know, these are interesting times. They are difficult times. They're unprecedented. Nobody can really give us advice on how to live them. Nobody can really give us advice on how to tackle and, and, and move through them um, because nobody's done it before. But remember what the Bible said, that the Spirit lives in you and you don't need anyone to teach you anything because the Spirit will teach you. And what He teaches you is true. So it's a perfect opportunity to find a place of silence, to find a place where the noise doesn't seep in and certainly I would suggest that you put your phone on silent right light a candle whatever it is that is inspirational to you and just sit in that silence and 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 give yourself time to hear what the divine what God wants to say to you what God wants to introduce you to the way that God wants to move within you and what it is that he wants to awaken within you. For so many of you may be listening, this isn't something you've ever done before. Perhaps your relationship with divinity has been completely intellectual and you've never really spent time hearing the voice of God. For others, maybe maybe your relationship with God was completely experiential, but it was a bad experience, right? It was a um, a source of condemnation and ridicule. You always felt like God was upset with you. I completely get that because I grew up in, well, I didn't grow up in it, but my first experiences with God came through a denomination that was very condemning. And so the extra sensor extrasensory perceptions of God um, always created feelings of condemnation for me. And so having those experiences with God weren't, weren't a pleasant thing. And so much of my experience with God was really intellectual. 
And so maybe that's your maybe that's your experience as well. And so you need to excuse those feelings and and let them go for what it is that God really wants to do within you. There were so many songs that we sang throughout the the uh those early years of my Christianity and and some of them would were songs like I can feel the brush of the angel's wings but I never really knew what that meant I you know I wasn't open to an experience with angels certainly um the scripture that says you know the holy spirit will teach you you have no need of a teacher well I can tell you that you know, those pastors would have never told you that was true. You definitely, you needed them. So whatever misconceptions that you have about God that you've carried with you for quite some time, maybe it's a good time to excuse them and to let them go. Find a place of silence. Find a place where you can spend some quiet time and just allow the divine to awaken within you to really search out and seek for and discover that stairway to heaven that St. Isaac said lives and is alive and is present within you. Uh, Perhaps this is the time to have a spiritual revolution, not outside of you, right? Um, we always talked about having a revival. I don't know. Maybe you guys had that. We had that. um, We always talked about having revival and revival always meant the church growing. Oddly enough, you know, revival always meant the church expanding its and its numbers going up. But I think real revival, if we want to use that word, it's a Christian word that uh, has its own definition. But It's the awakening of that which is already present. It's the awakening of that which is already within. And since God is alive within you, since he's present within you, um, perhaps this is the time to really reconnect, to create new definitions, new experiences. Anyway, man, those are my thoughts from a space of quarantine. And um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with me, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, if you haven't connected with the Black Sheep Experience um, socially, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we are on Twitter. And yeah, uh, please do jump on there and uh, follow. I'm not on Twitter too much because it's just such a cesspool lately well not lately but it's just such a cesspool of opinion that uh i don't want to insert my thoughts there and i certainly don't want to read uh what everybody else has to say but facebook and instagram um pretty active on there and would absolutely love to hear from you if you have the opportunity man you dug the podcast or or any of the past podcasts uh it, it is a great assistance if you will um, share it on your social stuff with your people, man, let them know that the podcast exists and that we are here. It's deeply appreciated. All right, man, go and experience life without and within. Blessings done. (laughs) 